wish I could play some kind of musical instrument. I always have. Even like, I just want to play like a cowbell or something. But, but that, that was, that was Zoe Rister. She did a great job. Give another round of applause for playing for our communion. Um, we had Gage Ham do communion for us. He did a great job. I, his style is something I strive to attain one day with that suit. Um, I'm going to have a few, uh, a few students speak for us this morning and just give personal testimonies and some devotional things that have been on their heart. I asked if anybody would like to speak, and I had several students that said they would like to have the opportunity to speak in front of you guys this morning. And uh, I thought that'd be really cool so you guys get to hear them. Um, our first speaker up today is Haley Phillips. Uh, Haley's going to speak first today. I don't know if I told her she was speaking first. She's probably mad at me now. But uh, she's going to come up here. And she's got a, a cool testimony and just a few things to talk about. Um, how God loves us through our pain and how God is always with us. And um, I'm excited to hear what she has to say. And I know you'll love it too. And then uh, I'll introduce the rest of the speakers as they come up. But. Good morning. Um, Cody did not tell me I was going first, so that was something there. But um, I am here to talk about how pain has a purpose. Um, I wasn't able to realize this until like a couple months ago, but pain has a really good way of pushing us back to Jesus and pushing us to like make our faith stronger than what it was before. Um, if you're struggling mentally or physically, it's just the proof that you have not been overtaken by your enemy and your enemy is not bigger than your God because you're still fighting for um, your faith and you're still fighting for to be here. Um, Jesus was put through all of the mental pain that we have gone through, and some was worse than we can even imagine. If we ever feel like we can't talk to anyone about our problems, then run to the Lord. He can relate to us more than anyone ever will. God put Jesus on this world as 100% man, but he was also 100% God. So he was perfect, but he was still tempted with everything, and he was still put through all of the trials that we go through today. Um, if you ever feel like you can't relate to anybody, then run to the Lord, because he can relate to you. Um, even if you have physical pain, it still has a purpose. Um, it could be like a small purpose, or it could be a large one. Um, my case was a large purpose. I tore a muscle in my foot at the beginning of the basketball season and I was on crutches for almost a month. Um, out of the, uh, yeah, I was out for the entire basketball season. Um, when basketball season happens, I never have time for anything because the only thing I think about is basketball. So my mental health and my relationship with the Lord was not very strong anymore. Um, I had a spiritual high before basketball season because I was around so many Christians and I was feeling very loved. Um, after basketball season, I didn't really feel God anymore. Um, so um, 
I, like, my faith started to decrease, I guess. Um, I wasn't a very strong Christian at the time, and I was, like, feeling very hurt because I don't, like, I didn't want to be put through what I was being put through. Um, after I got hurt, it was, like, midway through the season, I realized that I, I idolized sports a lot, and my relationship with the Lord was growing after I realized that, and I was really happy again. Um, at the time, I was angry and depressed because I couldn't understand why God wouldn't heal me faster. Um, looking back at it now, I am so thankful that my eyes were open because if they weren't, my mental health would be so bad and I would not be speaking here today because I have a lot of anxiety and this is just really hard. Um, um, so at the time, I felt like nobody would be able to understand how I felt because like, I couldn't think of one person that tore their muscle at the beginning of the season of the only sport they play. But um, people would tell me that Jesus understands and that it would heal soon. But I didn't really believe them because, I mean, I have never heard a story in the Bible of Jesus tearing his muscles. So I didn't think that he could relate to me as much as he really does. Um, I really felt like people were only saying that to make me feel better because I was super depressed and I really wanted to play basketball. Um, but I went to, yeah, a while ago at Collide, um, we talked about how Jesus understands our pain, um, like physical and mental, and Jesus died on the cross. Like he went through so much physical pain that it, we would never know how, um, how it feels. So Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So God knows what he's doing, and all we can do is trust him and follow the path he has for us. Um, and Isaiah 41, 10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Whether it may be anxiety, depression, sickness, or an injury, God will always be there to heal you, even when you don't feel him, and he will always be able to relate to you. Yeah, that, Haley, that was really good. Thank you for sharing. Um, it's hard to get up here and talk in front of people. Um, and she's right. It's a difficult thing to do, but she felt like she needed to uh, talk, and it was really good. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Our next speaker is Max Varner. Um, Max, you can come on up here. Uh, I asked Max to, Max to speak. I don't know if he wanted to, but he's going to. Um, but he's, he's, uh, he's good to go. Um, I know he'll do a great job. And uh, Max, it's up to you. Here you go. He's gonna, Max has got something to talk about um, discipleship with us this morning. So. All right, well, I actually did want to speak today. I don't know how nervous I'll be about it, but I'm talking about discipleship, and I'm not going to lie, I did not time this, so you guys are either going to get out of here quick or might be a pulling to John here. But <laughs> First, I want to start with um, people, when you think of being a disciple, you might think of being a follower, someone who follows somebody, but 
I feel like being a disciple, it's not as simple as just being a follower because we all have been followers at some point and being a follower is just trying to fit in with a group or a circumstance that you're in. When you're a follower, you still make decisions for yourself that please and glorify you, but you allow someone else to kind of influence that decision. Um, the choices that influence that choice. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong, being a follower does not mean it's always gonna be a bad thing. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of people you can put in your life that can be good for you that you can follow. But I think, at least from my experiences, for the most part, it comes to be a negative thing because I've had some pretty, pretty amazing people, even some people in this church that have had to be an example and have like strove to try to follow them. And I'd even recommend others to do the same, but it can be very, it can be very hard to tell the difference between if somebody's actually being a really a good follower, a good example to you or not. When you're a follower, you're not committed. There's no paper you have to sign. There's no pledge you make. There's no, there's no commitment. You're just simply being around someone who influenced you. Even if you don't even know it, someone can influence you like that. That's what makes you a follower. Being a follower is a low-level commitment that you can get out of pretty easily also. Discipleship is a little bit different than that. When you get baptized and choose to be a disciple, you just signed the deed. You made a pledge that you believe God and everything that he stands for and you have to take on the Great Commission. He commands us in that, then to go make disciples upon all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But how are we supposed to go make disciples if we are not even able to be one ourselves? Being a disciple takes a lot of commitment. You are called to a higher standard of living. When you decide to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you're not just letting him influence your choices like a follower, you're letting him make them for you and you then follow the path that he takes you down. Being a disciple makes you held to a different calling of a higher standard of life. You're now part of God's army that he uses to rage war on the earth against the powers of this dark world. It's the biggest commitment you will ever make and it will take you to the grave. It's a lifelong commitment that you will <laughs> It's a lifelong commitment that you will walk as Jesus walked, live as he lived, and love as he loved. Now, of course, that's impossible because we're all human. We're all imperfect. That's not possible for us to be exactly like Jesus. But I feel like we kind of use that as an excuse for ourselves. We'll say that, as a, we'll use that as a cushion. We'll say that because we're human, that it's not gonna be easy, it's gonna be hard, so we're gonna point a finger at our humanity instead of pointing it to God, being able to talk to him about it. We'll kinda blame our humanity to justify us to not live to the higher standard. Because like just this past Sunday, we had Easter, and if you believe what God did there, what you celebrated, that he willingly gave his son up to be crucified, sacrificed on the cross for us, the greatest act of love, wouldn't you want to give that back to him somehow? 
It said that time is one of the most valuable things that we have on this earth. And God's a very jealous God. He wants you. He wants all of you. So one of the best ways to be able to give him back that time and to get closer to him, being a disciple, is giving your time to him. As disciples, we need to spend time with God to renew ourselves because Satan sends his strongest men to fight God's strongest men too. Just because you're strong doesn't mean that life's going to get any easier. It actually means it's probably going to get a lot harder. But that's what being a disciple is all about. Proving yourself through all the trials and being different. And others will notice and they'll follow suit. And that's all I got. Thank you, Max. Um, another good devotion we've had this morning, um, discipleship. We've been talking a lot about discipleship in our uh, student class on Sunday mornings at 11. We've been going through a whole series about discipleship, and we've learned what it takes to be a, a disciple of Jesus, not just to say you follow him, but to really commit and be a disciple of Christ. And um, we've just been talking about that, and it's cool to see Max bringing some of that up here to you guys, too, as well. Um, our last speaker that we have for today is Theo Reminder. He's going to come up, and he's got a, uh, a really cool devotional for us to listen to, something he's been putting together for a little while and wanting to talk about. So um, give him your attention, and it's going to be really good. Right, Theo? Yeah. I guess it's up to them. <laughs> Morning. I'll admit this comes as a, a bit of a surprise to me, because usually I'm up there in the booth. Uh, so this is really a whole new experience for me. First, I would just like to apologize to Wes up there, or wherever he is, because I know that while he's down here for slides, sometimes I, I might mess them up for him. So I'm going I'm to try and be really careful next time, just in case you decide to get some well-deserved payback here. <clears throat> just in case in times like these. Um, but in, in times like these, these are some pretty crazy times that we live in right now. And... It just, it gets wild every day. You, you hear something new, you see something new. You don't really know who to trust or who to look towards. And everything is, is so negative. And it, it, it's kind of sad at the way that we, are, that we are progressing. And to the point where we're getting. But through it all, you can always put your faith and trust in Christ, no matter what. Um, all we have to do is look back in the Bible to see the effect of doing so. And we can see it multiple times there and even today for it. Take persecution, for example. We can look back at multiple different people who did the very same thing, put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And, we were, and they were protected by the grace of God time and time again through everything that they went towards. And they lived to continue their calling. David, Elisha, Paul. Well, maybe not for Paul in the end, but you see my point. We don't even have to look back, like I said, in biblical times to see this happening today. Even here and now, at this very moment, there are those who spread the word of God to others throughout the world and who struggle to carry on day after day. In John 15, 18, Jesus says on the hatred of the world, if the world hates you, know that it, hates, it hated me before it hated you which does not entitle us to anything specific or that we're going to gain anything from what we do through our ministry. It does guarantee the hatred, though. 
But regardless, they relentlessly put their faith in the Almighty, hoping he will provide for them for what they do in his good work. As well as in John 16.33, it should be up here on your screen, Jesus is saying, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace, and the world you have will have tribulation, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. And he gives us an insurmountable amount of hope right here, because through it all, no matter what, there's always something, there's always that, that glimmer of hope and light in the dark that we, if we focus on just enough, it encompasses everything and washes away everything else. Because it, it, and he says it mostly to give us hope, and that is hope for something more, but not just, not just something more, but for something better to come than what we are born into, this world of sin and darkness and desolation. But we are able to offer others this hope as messengers of God. Notice I didn't say missionaries. People become not necessarily frightened, but a little bit uncomfortable at the word of going, or at the thought of going somewhere and somewhere far away and spreading that ministry of Jesus. And that's not necessarily a bad thing at all, but it's, it's not always for everybody. But by being a messenger, we can still serve the same purpose here and now. In our communities, the people we work with every day, people we walk by, even people in our household. The hope we offer to the world is a fundamental way of the very core and who we are as a messenger of God. It, that is, it is one of the main reasons we were put on this world, not just to bring others to Christ, but that hope of doing so. Because it's not, against, it's not enough to be against something. If you're just against something, you're not providing something else. You have to be for something better. And that is exactly what we are doing. We are giving this hope to people for something that is eternal and for everyone and everything that we do. If we stand idly by and don't provide something better for others, we are no yet better than those who offer and speak out against. It is our duty to rebel against the ideals set forth on this world that belongs to Satan. To do this, we must use that structural component, that ever so important attribute of hope. Something that you have to understand is this. Rebellions are built on hope. You cannot have one without the other. It is, an, it, it is the very, it is just like with messengers of Christ, it is the very core of it that allows us to do so. That tiny, that tiny sliver of heaven that we're trying to bring about. Uh, think of the Garden of Eden, for example. It was, it was untainted. It was beautiful in all of its creation. And it was, it, was that, it was that tiny bit that allowed us to fully comprehend what we, were, what we were working towards and what we were fighting for. Not, not, just, not, just, not that just tiny sliver, but as a whole, and with all of God for all of eternity for forevermore. We are in a constant battle every day for our lives. 
It may be, not be with guns or missiles or swords and shields, as was in the Bible, but with words and emotions. It is a constant uphill fight that drags us through the mud every day on end. And that is the word for which we're trying to spread throughout the world. Against the world, since that belongs to Satan. Because there's no saving this fallen world that we live in. But this is our fight, though. As Christ waged his war on death all those years ago, so do we wage our war on the world for the sake of all those who live and will live in it. A great man by the name of the doctor, whose job it was to help and save others with no regard to himself, once said, I do what I do because it's right, because it's decent, and above all, it's kind. It's just that, just kind. If I run away today, good people will die. If I stand and fight, some of them might live. Maybe not all of them. Maybe not for long. Hey, maybe there's no point in any of this at all. But it's the best that I can do. And I will stand here doing it until it kills me. If there is anything that as a Christian we should be able to say, it is this. It is this statement right here. Because our reward on this heaven should be exactly as it says. Or on this earth, sorry. On this earth it should be exactly as it says, death. For what we are called to do just as it was in persecution for those who worked for and brought about the coming of Christ. But our reward in heaven, it is worth all the pain and suffering that we put up with here just for those around you and for those out in the world that we bring the good message towards. If we do nothing on this earth, we condemn ourselves to not only a lifetime of torment, but in eternity. But that should not be our incentive. Our, sh our incentive should not be that reward in heaven that we, seek, that we would seek to gain because it is already freely given. Our incentive should be the good we do for others and the hopes of an eternal life with those around you. And so that we can be with our creator who loves us more than we could ever imagine. There's, there's nothing that he cannot do and will not do for you. Even when we do bad by him, no matter what. I want to leave you with a challenge today. I want you to be a messenger of God wherever you end up this week. And to bear the pain that life throws your way. In whatever form it takes for the sake of those around you, and for the sake of God. And remember, we must every day, we must face the choice between what is right and what is easy. I urge you, I beg you, please choose what is right. Because remember what we are fighting towards every day. And we don't, we don't, we don't take a step back when we do something wrong, but we do take a step back for those around us who are are not learning from our actions. Please make the right choice. If you will pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, please help us through it all 
to set our eyes on you, no matter what we do, in the hopes that we will bring, that our actions will bring the life and the light and the hope that you offer daily and forevermore to those around us. Please help us to go out from here on in to everywhere we go and to give that message and that hope and that light and the hopes that others will as well once we have passed on. And yes, our reward, our reward is death here on this earth, but as, as in heaven, it is, it is eternal life with you everlasting forevermore. Amen. I think all of those, uh, all of our speakers this morning had awesome messages to share with us this morning. Um, I just want to thank them again for being brave and coming up here and speaking in front of you guys and, and sharing their hearts and sharing what's what's on their minds. Um, yeah, our, this this whole Student Sunday something I've been looking forward to for a while, um, just to have our students out here and and just in front of people. And, and being involved in all the things. Some, some of them have been involved for a while. They, they've been up in the sound booth, like Theo said, he's usually up there helping with slides and sound. And we've got kids that help in the backyard and at WrestleMania. Uh, VBS, we always have students that help out. Um, Haley's always up here singing in the, in the praise band with us. Today we had uh, Alex Moon back here playing the guitar in the praise band for the first time. Uh, he did a great job. And Zoe with her violin, uh, that was amazing. I love listening to the violin. But uh, yeah, I just really, thankful for this Sunday and thankful that our ministry um, got to be out here and, and you got to see some of these amazing students that we have in our church. Um, oftentimes student ministry gets pushed to the side and sometimes we as the church as a whole, not ju not this church or just, just the church in general, student ministry kind of gets put off as its own separate part of the church by itself um, and we can't let that happen. These students uh, are unique and they have passions and they have gifts that God's given them and I'm always a believer that they're not the church of the future, they're not the church of tomorrow, they're the church right now. Um, they have things that they can offer, they have things that God has put on their hearts and they have, you know, unique things that God can use them right now and I tell them that all the time. I'm like, you don't have to wait till you're older to be a part of what the church does or to do great things for God. God wants to use you right now where you're at, in your classrooms, on your teams, in your family. Um, wherever you go, you're not too young, and it's not an excuse. Our, our age is never an excuse to not do something for God, whether you're really young or whether you're older. Um, you know, God still has plans for us. God still has things for us to do while we're here on this earth, and, and it's really cool to see our students out here this morning. Um, I, I, need to I need help from a couple more of my students. Uh, Ty, Anspaugh, and Hayden Canal are going to come up here. I was like, we have a lot of announcements, a lot of things going on in the church right now. I was like, I need some help. Um, giving you these announcements. I can't, there's just too many for me to do by myself, so Ty and Hayden are going to come up here, and they're going to help me give these announcements to you guys. A lot of them are student-related. Uh, I thought it'd be appropriate if we had some students come up and just talk about some of the stuff we have going on. Um, but yeah, thank you for being here today. All those announcements on the screen, we got our, all right, we're good. Oh, music. This one's for you. you taking that away? What are you doing? All right, they're taking over. I'm going to go stand over there. <laughs> Is it on? Can you hear me? All right. You good? Is that on? Talking. 
not even on. Hold on. There you go. Look at the lights on. I will. There you go. All right. Good job. So, our announcements. Um, a lot of stuff coming up in the church. A lot of things happening. A lot of student stuff happening. First thing we have up is, you know, we go on this trip every year and we take some students to West Virginia and we play paintball. Um, Ty, Hayden, <laughs> tell us a little bit more about paintball camp. So our student paintball camp will be held from um, June 12th to the 15th. Uh, you can register online or you can find more info uh, in the website that's listed in the bulletin. Back to you, Cody. All right. <laughs> Next announcement up for our announcements today, we have uh, a really cool trip for our students coming up. And uh, it's a mission trip. Ty, you want to tell them a little bit more about the mission trip? Yeah. Um, the trip will be held from July 30th to August 6th. We will be going to Western Kentucky. Uh, to reserve your spot, you need a $100 deposit by May 1st. Back When's the deposit you. due, Ty? May 1st. Thank you. $100 by when? May 1st. Thank you. Good job. All right. What else do we have on this? Oh, what's going on today in the foyer? Uh, Hayden, can you tell us what's going on in there? We have camp tables that are in the foyer today as well as next Sunday. And they give all our camp information about upcoming camps. Yeah. Do you think people should go to camp? Yes. Okay. There you go. You heard it from Hayden. Yes. You should, kids should go to camp. They have a lot of information on our camp tables out there. Back to you, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another big announcement we have coming up is um, something that we do where we gather all you guys' stuff that you don't want and we sell it. Uh, Ty, you can tell them more about that? Uh, the garage sale will be held on May 14th. Uh, proceeds will be used for student mission trip this summer. Uh, they are not allowing large appliances or electronics. Make sure they're clean and gently used. Good job. Back to you. Thank you. All right. Uh, yeah, mission trip. Uh, we're raising money for what for the garage sale, Ty? Uh, for the student mission trip student this mission summer. Student mission trip. All the money that we get from the garage sale is going to the student mission trip. <laughs> uh, let's see. A couple more uh, things going on. May 15th. What's going on May 15th? Uh, May 15th, we have our VBS workday. It will be held from 1 o'clock to 5. Lunch is provided, so you have to be there. Light lunch, though, not at uh, You can sign up in the wellness center. Uh, we recommend to sign up early so we know how, much, how many lunches we need to prepare. Back to you, Cody. One last thing we have to talk about is uh, Promo Sunday. When's that, Ty? May 22nd. It's held for both services. It's for kids moving to first, third, fifth, and seventh grades. Good job. Yep. That's all the announcements we have for you guys today. Thank you for helping me out with those. Give them guys a big hand. Wes and the band's going to come back up here and play us one last song. Um, while they're coming up, you're not going to sing. No, they're not going to sing. Go sit down. Thank you guys once again for um, being here this morning. Hope you guys enjoyed all the things that we brought to you this morning. Um, lots of talent, lots of passions. Uh, our students are really amazing. So if you see any of our students around this morning, please tell them what a great job they did and that you appreciate them. Thank you. If you could please stand and join us for the closing song.
our service for this morning. Thank you guys for being here. Um, student ministry, we have class on Sunday morning at 11 for 7th through 12th grade. Collide on Sunday nights, 7th uh, through 12th grade as well. Lots of cool things that we have going on, as you can hear from our announcements earlier. Lots of stuff happening. Um, we have one more uh, student that couldn't be here this morning. She really wanted to be a part of this. So we have a video of her playing her saxophone, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus, for you guys to enjoy as you exit this morning after I pray. So make sure you check that out. God, thank you so much for today. Uh, thank you that you love us. Thank you that we have this opportunity to be here this morning. I just thank you for these students. Thank you for their hearts. Thank you for their passion for you. And that they, uh, they wanted to, to, be, to be here this morning. They just, they love you. And that's why they did it. Um, be with us this week. Keep us safe wherever we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good job, Alex. Yeah. 